Hey guys, in today's episode, we are taking a trip down memory lane and reliving all of our most unforgettable rave and festival moments. That is right, I am sharing all of the OMG moments and life-changing memories that still give me chills to this day. You guys also sent in some incredible emails, so we'll be getting into those as well. So, are you guys ready? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for checking out this week's episode. Guys, we're going to have all of the feels today. (laughs) So wherever you're listening from, I hope you're ready to cry. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, today is an episode that I've been very much looking forward to. I think this might have been like the most emails we've ever gotten besides the uh, most embarrassing rave moments episode. So I cannot wait to get into all of your emails today. But just to kick everything off, uh, welcome. If you guys are first timers here, welcome to Rave Culture Cast fam. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I always like to start off the episode with, you know, asking you guys to rate and review on iTunes. Go subscribe over on our YouTube channel. It's just under my name, Emma Capotis. Uh, I have a full Rave Culture Cast playlist over there along with all of my other EDM and festival content. Um, If any of you guys are getting ready for festival season or EDC Las Vegas, I have tons of videos about that. So go check it out. Please make this your Instagram stories today and tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis so I can reshare that with you guys. And yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with your friends and family. It means the most. So yeah, word of mouth is how we get this podcast out there in the community. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Uh, before we get into today's topic, because I just want to jump into this, let's go over our listener of the week. So for those of you who do not know, at the beginning of every episode, I like to highlight one of our listeners and just say a big thank you, shout somebody out, and it's all based on your nominations. So if you guys want to nominate anybody, please email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com with who you want to shout out and why. Do they do something great for you? Is it your rave fam? Is it a loved one? Whatever it may be, I want to hear about them. So again, email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com. This week's submission comes from Haley Caldwell. It says, I would like to nominate my amazing friends both at festivals and in everyday life. They are so awesome and always a good time. So excited for our upcoming festival season with these ladies making so many memories. They're always great at opening my eyes to new music, which is also great because I love this music so much. And her friends are at Tay Shea, T-A-Y-S-H-E-A, and Jilly Bean underscore 13. She said, hope your day is great, Emma. I love the podcast. Thank you so much, Haley. Girls, we're shouting you out for the Rave Fam. (laughs) Uh, Rave Fams are the best. We love them. I'm glad you guys all have each other to enjoy this community. And it sounds like enjoying life outside of the festival community. So thank you all so much for listening and supporting the podcast. And yeah, we're excited to have you uh, at Tay Shea and at Jilly Bean underscore 13 as our listeners of the week. 
Okay, so I have a couple announcements and upcoming submissions, and then we'll get into the episode. Also, I just want to do a quick, completely random shout out, but if anybody went to EDC Mexico this year, I have yet to go, but this weekend it's happening, and I decided just to like check out the live stream. I was having a Saturday night at home editing, and oh my god, I caught like the best sets. I was fucking jamming out. It was Walker and Royce, who are one of my favorite house acts. I was shuffling my ass around the living room. And then Medusa came on after, and I like his music, but I love him now. His set was fire. Oh my god, if any of you guys were there in person, I'm so jealous, but I am making it a point to see him this year after that set. Um, If they post it online, I will share it with you guys, but it was incredible. And then I saw, oh gosh, I think it was Vintage Culture, was that his name? I hadn't heard of him before, but he was incredible as well. So shout out to EDC for doing the live stream there. That was like, that came in clutch and I was loving it. But anyway, upcoming submissions. So I am doing a last call for ground control confessions. So if any of you guys have ever volunteered at a festival worked in like the medical tent or for ground control it can be whatever I want to hear your stories and I want to know about your experiences did any crazy shit happen like did you save anybody like what was memorable what stood out to you and in general like what is the experience like volunteering at a festival Uh, I know Electric Forest has a program EDC Las Vegas pretty much any insomniac event Um, so yeah email me raveculturecast at gmail.com I want to have a full episode dedicated to all of our volunteers because I would love to share your stories. And secondly, we have a new topic. So I'm finally doing an episode for parents who rave. So all my parents out there with little babies or grown babies, whatever it is, how do you balance raving and attending music festivals with having a family and having kids? How has it changed for you since you've become a parent? How do you incorporate it into your family? I just want to hear what your experience is like. Um, What are the struggles? Like what comes along with having a family? I'm just very curious. So yeah, parents, send in your stories. And again, to raveculturecast at gmail.com. You guys can also send voice memos still. I know we haven't had any of those in a while. Um, Just try and keep them to like under three minutes if possible. But yeah, feel free to send in voice memos. I think... If you guys use the Anchor app, I'm pretty sure you can send voice memos through the Anchor app as well. So check that out as an option. But yeah, those are upcoming submissions that I'm looking for. And I think that's about everything. Uh, I'm still selling tickets through Pollen. I'm promoting for Governor's Ball. Still have Ubby Dubby tickets, Lightning in a Bottle, Phoenix Lights, Sunset Music Festival, Ever After, Voodoo, Shaky Boots, Shaky Knees. Oh gosh, what else? elements lakewood so a bunch of those have discounted rates five to ten dollars off um express entry all kinds of stuff so guys uh dm me if you want tickets to any of that stuff um at emma capotis okay so let's get into today's episode i have a bit of a longer intro and then i am going to tell you guys my unforgettable stories and memories and then i'm going to go through all of your emails so buckle up grab a snack grab a drink let's do this so To begin here, I just want to say like I thought about this episode as the memories and like the moments that made you fall in love with this community because that's like what it was for me. Like I have memories that I will never forget no matter how many years have gone by because they just stood out in my mind. Oh, they maybe they gave me chills. Maybe they were a feelsy moment. Maybe like a mishap happened, but I will never forget them for one reason or another. And I just think that's like the impact that this community can potentially have on people. Like you have some of these 
moments because it's just like festival magic. And I think if you go to them, you understand what I mean when I say that. Um, It's kind of hard to describe to people outside of the community what it's like until you make these lifelong friends, you make these connections with people from all over the world, you get to see your favorite artist and sing your heart out and forget about everything else happening in your life except for what's happening in that moment and that weekend. And yes, festival weekends can be exhausting. They can be tiring. Some people have bad things happen to them. Some people overdo it. But for the most part, I just think the longevity of them is because of the memories made and the friends made. And it's just, I don't know, the EDM community to me is special. It's a very open-minded, welcoming place. So it's bound to make these moments for people. So for me, they are my happy place. Hello, I have this podcast. (laughs) I'm completely obsessed with them, obviously. Um, Yeah, there's just literally nothing as liberating to me as a live show and just dancing and live music like I have been obsessed with going to live shows I've mentioned this before I've gone to festivals since I was 14 years old I don't know what it was my mom took me to concerts at a young age so maybe that's what did it for me but I just feel so free and happy when I'm at a live event and when I'm dancing and surrounded by my friends so for me it's like a very big escape from real life and it's just a fun weekend overall. I did have to touch on the fact that the people do make the experience as well and I preach about going to shows and festivals solo which 100% still on board with that Um, but for me a lot of the memories that I have here are from the festival friends and family that I formed like over the years so that's like a huge thing the community has impacted my life like more than I ever thought that it possibly would and it also has made me realize like how many people you can have things in common with. Like even this past year, I met more people in this community than I ever have. And some of my best friends now are from like festivals, which is crazy. But you just have this common passion and hobby and you all get it. So it's just like that's another unforgettable moment for me. Okay, so my intro has kind of gone on long enough. I'm going to start getting into my actual memories now. I will say to you guys, I have decided to share... Some stories that I have never shared ever publicly. So this is going to be real fun. But I was like, I'm the most authentic. I don't hold anything back from you guys. Like I want to be pretty open with my life. And these things are all in the past now. So, you know, I consulted the people involved in the stories (laughs) and got their permission. So we're good to go there. But yeah, we got some juicy stories for you. I'm excited. But anyway, all of this is to say these raves and festivals lend themselves to being magical moments, um, making them happen more often, which is why I think these experiences are kind of just like addicting in general. Obviously, some people take mind-altering substances, which help that addiction. But just in general, um, it's a feeling you kind of can't get anywhere else. And again, I, I couldn't love this community anymore. We're all so passionate about music. Like, that's what it's about at the end of the day. I think everyone is just such a big fan of dance music no matter what genre it is so that's everything I pretty much have to say okay so for the memories themselves I decided I'm gonna go in order from like oldest to newest just because that was like the easiest way for me to break this down I'm gonna say it most of these are from EDC Las Vegas because early in my festival career that was like the only festival I went to for a while before oh gosh maybe like 2016 2017 I started to branch out to Izu I've done EDC Orlando now, Ever After, oh gosh, Governor's Ball, 
Ultra, just to name a couple. So, okay, so we're going to take this back. These are all of my memorable moments. I'm laughing because I'm looking ahead and I'm already cracking up. Okay, so the earliest ones I could remember were from my first EDC Las Vegas in 2015. I have a few. So one of the most notable moments, I still have it on video somewhere. I will try to pull it up. But um, I went with my four, no, did I go with four? No, (laughs) three best girlfriends. And that was the year that we met our friend Brady. I've talked about him before, but... We just bumped into him in the crowd and hung out with him all weekend. And then now I've been to EDC Las Vegas with him five times in a row and he's one of my best friends. So yeah, that was just one of those like genuine connections. And between him and my little Tara, we formed our forever family, we like to call it. And we also had our Ferris wheel fam in 2016 when his friend Marcus came it was the four of us and we made it a point to go on the Ferris wheel every single day so then we started our Ferris wheel fam so we have our like little memories and our names from like all of the the different years that we've gone but back to 2015 so I want to say I'm not gonna remember now it was either Saturday or Sunday I think it was Saturday though because Vicky had left the festival early and it was just me Tara and Brady and Armin Van Buren was on main stage and this must have been the first time I had seen him because I hadn't really gone to too many um, EDM shows prior to that but he had this moment he played this is what it feels like which still gives me chills to this day and he like stopped the song and he was like okay everybody from the VIP in the back to the front to the sides he's like can you hear me can I feel your energy and he said when this song drops I want every single person here to jump with me so he starts the song up and then does the drop I swear to god the entire ground was literally shaking and I took a video of it everyone standing in VIP was jumping the entire kinetic field every single person like I I chills I had chills everywhere it was like the most incredible thing so that song and Armin Van Buren still like to this day uh, you know he's a legend um I'll never forget that uh, also in 2015, DJ Snake played on Kinetic Field, the main stage, and it was the year that Lean On came out, which was like one of the biggest songs ever, and I was obsessed with that. And I just remember, it was like 2 a.m. set or something like that, because I literally remember it. We were there, and he starts playing Lean On, and I just took a moment, and I don't know if anybody else does this, but I was like, Emma just think about where you are right now and never forget this moment and how magical this is. And I just looked up at the sky and there were like helicopters going overhead because that's a big thing at EDC. And I just sort of had these one of these like, where am I moments? Like, what the hell is my life? And Lean On is just playing in the background. And I just was like fully in the moment and I will never forget that. I can picture it. I know what I was wearing. Like I, So if any of you guys are at festivals, take a moment every now and then and just like savor it and really like be present because I swear you won't forget that. So that was a really big one. <laughs> also in 2015, I have a video on my YouTube channel about this. I've gotten lost twice at EDC Vegas. Both not really great memories, but it was EDC 2015 during Tiesto set at main stage I have a problem going to the bathroom you guys okay I have a confession I go to the bathroom all the time everybody in my rave fam wants to kill me I've gotten better with it over the years but that year I literally couldn't stop going to the bathroom 
and everyone wanted to kill me. So it's the middle of TSO set, which is like the most crowded set at Kinetic Field. And I'm like, hey guys, I have to go to the bathroom. And they're like, no, you fucking don't. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I really do. So Tara, my little, decided to go with me. And at the time, we weren't in the right mind frame. And we were sort of like, okay, like we're in between this speaker and this speaker. And there was a dragon on stage. So we were trying to like spec out in our heads where they were standing never do that if you need to like move away from your group tell them to go stand under somebody's totem and tell them not to move for 10 minutes because you can easily spot a totem in a crowd like no questions asked so anyway I go to the bathroom I come back me and Tara start going through the crowd I keep saying like we're in one direction and Tara's like nope we were in the other direction so we were like disagreeing and we finally just like stop in the crowd and we weren't talking to each other we're just like scanning around realizing we're in a crowd of like 50,000 people. We have no idea where our friends are. Like it, we, we were like, we're fucked. <laughs> like hands down. I think it had been at least a half an hour. So like TSO sets going. And then I just remember having another one of these moments in my head. I feel like he was playing, um, oh, what was the song? It was in like a Grey's Anatomy episode. Maybe it was a fray. I don't know. It was something like that. Like a really emotional song came on. And I remember thinking in my head, Emma, if you don't find them right now, you are literally not going to find them the rest of the fucking night. And all of a sudden, my friend Vicky just shoots up on Brady's shoulders. And me and Tara were like, oh my God, they're fucking over there. And we freaked out and like ran over to them. And it just was like a synchronicity kind of moment. I just like put all my hopes and prayers out there into the world. And thank God they decided to do that at that moment in time. We were nowhere near them. (laughs) We were so far to the left, I think. Yeah. So I'll never forget that moment. Okay, now cut to 2016. 2016 will go down as, God, can I say this? I well no this year was one of my favorite EDCs but EDC 2016 was like hands down one of my favorites of all time out of any years I've said this before we just had such a good group it was me Brady Tara and his friend Marcus we all got along so well and the sets that year were some of the best I've ever seen and like that's when I was like falling in love with EDC like I was completely obsessed it was my second time going there best fucking vibes ever so some of the memorable sets for me. That was the first time I ever saw Eric Prids, which we love Eric Prids now. He's my favorite. And that was the moment that sealed the deal. He played Circuit Grounds and I was completely and utterly mind blown. It was such a good set, like the whole thing. I got to go watch it online and just like remind myself what he played, but it was the best time ever. That year, I also saw Marshmallow. He played at Cosmic Meadow and I was a huge mellow gang member I was obsessed and this was like my favorite era of marshmallow like back when he had his song pop that was my favorite song it was more trappy and then he went like really heavy in his sets and like played some dubstep and more trap like it was really good he brought out Martin Garrix and Skrillex I'm pretty sure on stage with him it was we were going crazy I was like shaking my ass it was the best time ever and then at the end of the set They were like, oh, we're going to reveal who Marshmallow is. And he pulled a prank on everyone and he took his helmet off and it was Tiesto. Huge memorable moment. Highly recommend checking out that set as well, you guys. Uh, I will never forget that. And then I think the last one for 2016 was my seeing my first above and beyond push the button moment, which if you guys aren't familiar, 
during Above and Beyond's set, they are a trance act. They put these messages up on the screen. So they're like typing in real time on a computer and then they display them up there. And, you know, they definitely are playing to the crowd, like people who are feeling the moment, people who are, you know, rolling or whatever and like feeling very feelsy. They'll put messages up on the screen that just like melt your whole heart and soul. And yeah, it's just very touching and their sets are incredible. So they do this thing where they stop the music and they bring different fans on stage. Um, It's really cool. And then they have those fans push the button and restart the set. And it's just like they play Sun and Moon, which is one of their most popular songs. And the whole fucking crowd like erupts. So I will never forget my first push the button moment and watching that happen. And I'm like, I will never miss an Above and Beyond set to this day like if they're playing I'm not missing them at a festival so 10 out of 10 recommend seeing above and beyond okay this next one this one might go down as one of my favorite memories of all time like this one hits me in the feels to this day so it was EDC Las Vegas 2017 that year it was just me Brady and Tara who went together and we went to see Elenium which probably was the first time I saw Elenium now that I think about it uh he played during at Cosmic Meadow so this was also him earlier like Ascend wasn't out yet obviously like he still played a lot of remixes and stuff and at Cosmic Meadow if you guys didn't know it's like a grassier area it's the only grassy area in the raceway there so we were a little tired it was early in the morning so we decided we were just gonna go sit down and like lay in the grass and like hang out not around anybody and we do that And he drops his remix of Angels and Airwaves, The Adventure. I wish I could sing it without butchering it, but go listen to that song. Listen to the chorus where they talk about like, I just can't live, I just can't breathe unless you do this with me. And it keeps repeating that part over and over again. And I literally remember just laying in the grass and looking to my left and right. And like me and Tara and Brady just didn't say anything. We were all just looking at each other. And it was like complete and utter bliss. Like, I was like, nothing is better than this. This is the highlight of my life. Like, it just was, it was incredible. I like died and I melted into a fucking puddle dead. I'll never forget that moment. (laughs) And then Seven Lions, EDC 2017. I have talked about this a billion fucking times, but it's still one of my favorite sets ever. Uh, He played Circuit Grounds during the fireworks. And one, I'm obsessed with him. Love him dearly. His sets always kill it. He played so like his transitions are so solid and he had a transition of an above and beyond song into a Porter Robinson song that like I cried I cried there were actual tears shed I remember Brady's face like we were just shooketh to our core shook that set is on YouTube you can go listen to it so cut around to like when the fireworks start it's like sort of the 10 minutes of the fireworks and after the fireworks so definitely go check that one out okay so now (laughs) this is a good story okay now we're into 2018 I believe so this is a good one for you so we were going to main stage uh it was earlier in the day and we were going to see Jaws who is one of my favorite artists love him to death And so we get up there. It's like earlier in the night. I want to say he was like a 9 o'clock or a 9.30 set time. And, you know, we were partaking in some fun things that night. And literally three minutes before Jaws comes on, we're all like, okay, like whatever. Let's like do our stuff. And we are looking around and realize we don't have it. It's nowhere to be found if you catch my drift. 
So we all take our flashlights out on our phone and we are fucking scanning the ground like crazy people in literally we're in the front of circuit grounds and we were not circuit grounds kinetic field we're at main stage there's like seventy thousand people at this stage and as we're realizing what has happened jaws comes out on stage the fucking flames shoot everyone erupts everyone's jumping and dancing and we were just like frantically searching the ground uh and It just was like such a funny moment because this is one of these things that that's why I tell you guys like the night just has to go on and you can't let something stupid like that ruin your night. It happens to everyone. It happened to me. I've never talked about that before. But um, yeah, we spent like a solid 15 minutes sulking, which was so dumb because we literally came there to see Jaws. And like none of us could talk to each other or look at each other. It was so funny. We were all like, oh, fuck, like what the hell are we going to do now? And then we kind of like collectively had this huddle and we were like okay we can't just like fucking sulk the whole night we're at edc las vegas during jaws's set like let's turn this night around so we ended up enjoying like the second half of his set but to this day i can't listen to it because it will take me back to that place (laughs) that i was mentally and like the people around us were so nice they were like oh what are you looking for like what can we help you find and we're like don't even worry about it and so then after that his set ended and then we went to the bar and we all just took a shot together and we were like okay like whatever we'll just go on with our night and have fun and then um we ran into our friends who helped us partake in our fun So that was a great, the night turned right back around and it was such a good time. It ended up being one of the most fun nights of that EDC weekend. So you never know, your luck can turn around just like that. So anyway, that's a fun memory. I just, you know, love to look back on. And just so you know, for the record, obviously all of you guys, I do not condone any sort of substances and stuff like that. Like, uh, but I also don't judge anybody. You do you, just be safe about it, please. For the love of God, test all your stuff. Okay, now that that disclaimer is out of the way, I have another funny story on this topic. (laughs) So I think, actually, I might have skipped ahead. I think it was EDC 2017 as well. Um, It was my first time seeing Rez. And, you know, our group partake, partook in some fun party favors and poorly poorly timed it because we go to see Rez for the first time at circuit grounds right as something things are starting to hit us let me just tell you Rez is not the person that you want to be listening to when you're starting to like come up nope not a good combination let me just fucking tell you it was so hysterical like we all looked at each other and we were like we need to go to the bathroom like (laughs) we were literally dying because she's just so dark and heavy and like depending on the mood you're in it can sound like really really great but if you are trying to feel like light and happy it was not it fam like it was not good we oh my god we later on in years to come I think it was in 2018 we had our resdemption and we went and saw her again and it was a much much better experience but I will just never forget that first time it was also It was a really bad combination of anxiety because we were standing waiting to meet our other friends and EDC Las Vegas like horrible phone service. So we're just standing there not talking to each other looking at our like phones looking at our watch like Rez is starting in the background and we're like frantically searching the crowd for our friends. So it was just like such a bad combo of nerves and like really heavy music. Um, But yeah that's just such a funny memory. I'll literally never forget that. It was so good. Okay what other memories? Oh so from this past year in 2019 
obviously have to shout out the cold weather that came through that was completely unexpected and threw all of us for a fucking loop. But um, yeah, this one wasn't exactly the best memory. We so it was Friday night. It was absolutely freezing cold. I saw the temperature beforehand and still wanted to wear the outfits that I packed because I only packed certain things. So I was literally in like a bikini set and this like mesh dress over it. And for the first like two hours, I was good. The minute the sun went down, freezing cold. And so it was early in the night. I remember it. we tried to go to one of the merch booths and were probably waited a half an hour online and then gave up. That's the one thing. If anybody from EDC Las Vegas is listening, I've said this before. One of my biggest critiques is they do not have enough people working at the general stores and the merch booths. Every single year, there's horrible lines. So hopefully they get more people in the future. So we give up on buying a sweatshirt. Mistake number one, we should have just waited for it. We try and go on with our night. I think we went to like Bijou. I think we saw Champagne Drip. Usually I have a good memory. And then after Bijou, before we went over to Circuit Grounds, which we were going to camp out at the rest of the night, I was like, guys, I'm really sorry. I have to buy something. I'm so fucking cold. We weren't even enjoying the festival. Like that's how bad it was. So we were like, cool, we'll go wait. So I go up with Brady on the line and it was like the fucking apocalypse. Like no plur to be seen. Everyone was just shoving. The line was barely moving. I think we spent 45 minutes online. And when I finally got to the front, because I'm tiny and lucky, I weaseled my way in there. All that was left was $80 EDC Las Vegas blankets. There were no long sleeves left, nothing. So I am so lucky I had a $100 bill and I gave that lady and I ran off of the blanket because I'm pretty sure they said they had nothing left. So I got one of the last blankets. It was life-saving, let me tell you, because we all like huddled under it when we were waiting in the horrendous Uber line at the end of the night. But We'll never forget the weather of this year. That's one thing for sure. It was just so bizarre. On Sunday, I ended up literally scrapping my outfit. I wore a black sweatshirt and I wore Adidas leggings. Like I was like, I don't even give a fuck what it looked like. (laughs) Didn't care. So I highly doubt, knock on wood, that will happen to anybody this year. But have backups on you just in case. And lastly, my favorite memory um, or an unforgettable memory was our mistaken art car moment which I've talked about before but essentially I'm the rave mom I'm usually in charge of the map and who we're going to see next that's like what I run so we wanted to see Io back to back Nomana on the wide awake art car (laughs) and sorry I'm cracking up thinking about it ready and whatever we were like having some fun we were feeling good and so we walk around I'm like guys I remember the art cart being over here so we go over to this one area and it's fucking empty like literally looking back on it no one was there it's just I have tears in my eyes I'm crying like guys there were 10 people in this like open space and it's freezing it's windy it was Saturday night I think the art car was like fucking sick Meanwhile, looking back on it, this was 100% the Mayan warrior art car, which now I know what it looks like, so I wouldn't have made that mistake. But we're just like dancing, having the best fucking time, like running around. The videos videos I have from it are so funny. And um, yeah, whatever. So we were having a really good time and like people are coming up to us and they're like, oh, who's playing? And we're like, oh, it's Io back to back no mana. Meanwhile, there's one guy playing. So it's it's not that ain't it and yeah a half an hour goes by and in my gut I was like this doesn't feel right so I finally look at the map and I'm like yep 
100% at the wrong stage. <laughs> like 100%. And I tell the rest of the group and they're all cracking up. They're like, yeah, we didn't think that this was right. So whatever. We had a blast and I ended up discovering Mandrake. So that was fun. Uh, and then we ran over to the Wide Awake Art Car. And some people have asked me, how do you get onto them? We got very lucky because it was the very like last five minutes of IO's set. So they were like changing people so people were coming off and then they let like 10 people get on and we snuck in like the guy tried to cut our group in half and we were like no way Jose we're getting the fuck on this art car so we sort of just shoved past him and then ignored him when he was yelling at us um but it was the most unforgettable moment we got on the art car we saw the last five minutes of that set and yeah and then I made a friend who was sitting next to me his um earplugs were like stuck in this little holder and he couldn't get them out and like we weren't talking to each other because you couldn't even hear anything up there but anyway I remembered I had my Zound earplugs and these are like nice earplugs and I was like oh my god this is like the moment so I had an extra pair so I ended up pulling those out and giving them to him and then I gave him my business card and funny enough he found me later on Twitter and now we're Twitter friends and we chat every now and then so you never know who you're going to meet at a festival. And it's also good to bring business cards or like little fun things you can hand out to people so they can find you later on. So anyway, I think that's pretty much it. Um, The last thing I want to briefly mention here because they're extremely special to me and I just want to shout you guys out for a second. Um, These are sort of like my, I'm calling them like my career or my YouTube highlights because these are also like extremely unforgettable memories for me that have happened because of YouTube and because of like the content that I've created so hands down EDC Las Vegas 2019 my first meetup that I held there was surreal that's like the best way I can put it I didn't expect that turnout at all it was unreal I was there for an hour trading candy and meeting you guys and talking to you and like it just showed me how much like the EDC fam is real and how much love I have for this festival. I cannot wait to go back next year and hopefully do another one that's even bigger and better, but it blew me away. It just completely showed me how strong this community is and I will never forget that as long as I live. I remember when it was finally over, like the last person online, I like shook their hand and like met them. And I remember turning around and just looking at Brady, Tara and Eric And they just had a huge lemonade in their hand and they just handed me the lemonade and they were like, holy shit, because they just stood there for an hour. The best fucking friends in the entire world taking pictures for me and videos for me, like could not be more supportive friends in the entire world and supportive of everything. And just like the, the look on their face was so great. They were like, what just happened? So anyway, incredible. And since then, I've had meetups at Izu and EDC Orlando and same thing like it's the best thing I can do all festival weekend is is meet you guys I get so nervous beforehand you have no idea because I don't know who is going to show up and it's just like a weird feeling standing there by yourself and you don't know who is going to like come talk to you so it's the most rewarding thing though at the end of the day every time so those two meetups too anybody that I met at Izu and East Orlando you guys are incredible um Another unforgettable memory at Imagine and at EDC Orlando, I got my first Rave Culture podcast perlers, which were very special. And the fact that you guys thought to make the podcast into a perler was extremely unique. And I have them hanging on the side of my bed because they are that special to me. So I'll never forget that. And then my last two memories, I got my first 
media pass this year, which was like a huge monumental moment for me for Ever After Festival. And it just was like the craziest thing ever. Like sometimes I feel like I'm not a real person in media like I'll apply to get media passes and I'll get rejected and they're like oh you're not really like a real source of media which I don't think is true I feel like a lot of people in YouTube and social media have just as big of an impact and like we're going to show you the actual real side of the festival versus a media outlet reporting on it because we're actually taking you in and like showing you what it is so anyway the fact that I got that opportunity was huge and it was really cool and I met the nicest people ever after and lastly I've talked about this in the past, but if anybody new is listening, the biggest highlight of my life was the time that I got to, it technically wasn't a festival moment, but I had to include it. (laughs) I got to FaceTime with Pasquale Rotella, who is the owner of Insomniac Events, and that happened literally because I entered like an IG hashtag contest that I didn't even know was a contest. They were like, oh, hashtag my EDC memories and share your favorite memories of the festival. So I did it and then someone from EDC Las Vegas DMs me and is like, hey, what's your information, blah, blah, blah. I sent it to them. They were like, okay, expect a FaceTime from us. And I was like, what the hell? Turns out they were doing like a contest. So if EDC Las Vegas guys ever ask you to hashtag certain things or tag them and stuff, do it because they are checking and they will see it. Um, anyway, I <laughs> I wait on the, the computer because they told me they were going to whatever message me at like seven and they never do two hours go by I was literally sitting on my laptop staring at it waiting for a FaceTime and nothing ever came and I was so upset and disappointed I go and take a shower I come back from the shower I have two missed FaceTimes from an insomniac email and I literally shit my pants (laughs) I was like are you fucking kidding I call back my hair is like wet I have no makeup on I'm in a big t-shirt Pasquale Rotella answers the FaceTime and I went into literal shock because he's like my I just love him I look up to him he's an inspiration to me and I love what he does for the community anyway I spoke to him he was the nicest person ever and that's why he's such a big inspiration like he took the time to talk to me and answer questions he asked me about my YouTube channel and it was amazing and then he upgraded my group my whole group to VIP this year in 2019. So that's why I got to attend with VIP because I definitely could not have afforded it. So that just wraps up how special this community is to me and the incredible moments that have happened so far and hopefully so many more to come. I just have this like, I don't know, I just have this really strong feeling that this year is going to be special and like bigger and I cannot wait to meet as many of you guys as possible. And yeah, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent now, but I'm trying to come to festivals in new states so I can meet more of you and have more unforgettable moments to just add to the list here, you guys. So with all of that being said, I am just going to take a quick break here and then we're going to get into your emails. Alrighty, you guys. So this episode is supported by Zound. Zound is my go-to company for earplugs. It's all I wear. I have been using them for years and they have made a huge drastic difference in protecting my hearings at festivals and shows because I definitely did not care about that in the beginning and I was paying for it in the long run. Um, Hearing damage is a serious issue in this community. I could not be more passionate about it Um, just attending one show or festival without earplugs can cause 
irreversible damage, you guys. So please invest in some earplugs. Um, my first experience with Zound, I got them a few years back and I tested them at a Gorgon City album release party, which one was really cool, but two, it was a very small space on this rooftop and we were almost up against the speakers. My two girlfriends did not have earplugs on them and I luckily had the ones from Zound. I had no ringing in my ears. The sound quality was not affected at all. It was still excellent. And my girlfriends after were like, I literally can't hear anything. They had the ringing sound in their ears. And who knows, it was it was dangerously loud, especially us being that close. So please, you know, you guys invest in some earplugs. If you guys are interested, head to experiencezound.com. That's experiencezound.com. And use code PODCAST10 at checkout to save some money on their earplugs or their festival apparel. They also have um, some awesome sunglasses and fanny packs if you guys are interested as well. So again, go to experiencezound.com and use code PODCAST10 at checkout to save money. All right, let's get into your emails. This is going to be a very long episode. I hope you guys don't mind. (laughs) I personally love longer episodes because it like matches up with my commute. But anyway, okay. This first one is from Laura Gilb. It says, hey, Emma, my name is Laura. And usually I message you a lot on Instagram stories. What's up, girl? She said, my most unforgettable moment is two stories. First one was going to Lost Lands 2017 with my boyfriend, Tim. I've never been to a festival like that, never been to a camping festival, and he is the bigger headbanger. And the first day I was making interesting faces and did not know if I liked it that then later that night on day one, I understood finally what it was like, and I'm almost a headbanger as hard as him now. We try to go every year now to Lost Lands. We didn't go last year due to financial reasons, but watched it on live stream. Lost Lands, Ohio fam, what's up? Hopefully going to 2020. That one was short, not really, but the other story, I almost cry listening to them and go back. My boyfriend and I were just dating about six months or less when we decided to take a trip to Denver with each other. The trip was for a week to see a lot of different places, especially because I had never been to Colorado. It was more importantly to see Odessa at Red Rocks. When we went to the show, I thought it was going to be hot uh, because usually it's hot during the day there. It ended up being (laughs) only like 30 degrees that night what the fuck either way I was bundled up in gear did not look cute I have proof I did not look cute (laughs) anyway we went and the concert blew me away I was crying the whole night my boyfriend held me a lot and oh my god just listening to their album now I go back to that night lights everywhere percussion line was there it was just perfect I was just so happy and it was worth every single penny going and even though I did not (laughs) like that I didn't look cute my boyfriend reassured me and says that I look beautiful as always. And that's what he thought the whole night. Just beautiful. Love you, Emma. Ready to see you at Forest. Oh, that's so cute. Well, we love a good Red Rocks memory. Hopefully, I will be experiencing that one day too. But that's so awesome. I'm really, really happy for you guys. Okay, this one is from Carolina. It says, hey, Emma and Rave Culture fam. Let's get right into it. I lived in the Netherlands for half a year. They are a constitutional monarchy, so their royal family has a really big role. Every year in April, they celebrate King's Day, the king's birthday. Everybody gets dressed in orange, the national color, and just celebrates on the streets and canals. For the past few years, they've also had one day EDM festival called King's Land or King's Day. It's four different locations in the Netherlands, and many of the DJs are driven around because of locations so they can play multiple sets that day. That's so cool. I've actually heard of this, and I've seen pictures from people who have done this before. Um, it'd be pretty cool to attend that. So she said, I was at Kingsland 
I'm not even going to pronounce that name. Um, she was a student city in the north. Last year, and Alessa was playing from 11 till midnight. Since King Day, King's Day is in April, it was the most perfect cool weather. So nice in comparison to sweating your ass off in hot, dusty festivals. During his set, it started raining slight, lightly, and there was a cool breeze coming through the crowd, which somehow perfectly matched his set sounds a bit weird writing this right now but the atmosphere just gave me goosebumps a lot of people around me closed their eyes and just totally lived in the moment and then the fireworks started in general the festival was such a unique experience combining the national spirit of the dutch king's birthday with a common love for edm honestly still gives me goosebumps and the dutch really know how to party i'll never forget that night caroline and she also sent me a photo, which is super cute. Yeah, I've heard things about this festival and I've seen um, people's posts. Well, one, I mean, EDM is huge, I feel like, in Europe and the Netherlands. And a lot of DJs are from there as well. So I kind of think that it just goes like hand in hand. But that's a really cool moment. Okay, our next email is from Neil. It says, hey, Emma, hope you're having an awesome week. So I would say my most unforgettable festival moment so far would have to have been at EDC 2019, my first EDC ever, and I'm so excited for this year. I actually have two to share. The first moment would have been the moment I first walked through the gates of EDC and witnessed how magical EDC truly is. My jaw was on the ground for a good 20 minutes while my partner and I were walking around, getting a sense of where everything was located and whatnot. The chills were unreal during that moment, and once we met up with our friends under the flower tower, I knew that this was where I belonged. I totally agree with you. <laughs> there is literally like nothing like walking into EDC for your first time, let me tell you. The second moment would have been under the fireworks display of night three of EDC last year. I was in awe during the entire fireworks display and what really made it unforgettable was my partner on one side of me and my rave fam on the other side. It was truly a moment I will never forget to be under the best fireworks display that I've ever seen in my life and to be surrounded with such amazing people and vibes. EDC will remain in my heart forever. Ugh, Neil, you're taking me back. The EDC fireworks, guys, I don't know how I didn't mention those, but they go without saying like the best thing you'll ever see the most magical breathtaking moment ever okay so this next one is from Portia says hey Emma first I'd like to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast and my friends and I love listening weekly hey guys thank you for doing that (laughs) I'm so excited to share this story because it really meant a lot to me and catapulted my whole rave EDM festival obsession with my best friends trigger warning this contains feelers (laughs) so my friend Alyssa and I didn't really get into raving or EDM until maybe five-ish years ago early on in college we listened to the music but hadn't really been to any shows or festivals but knew it was something we really wanted to do We are huge Alice in Wonderland fans, and this is before she was really big and headlining major festivals. We knew like no one who was listening to her who would want to go travel with us to go see her. One night, we were a little messed up and decided to try and find a show near us, thinking it would be impossible. Turns out, she was playing this small-ass venue in Lawrence, Kansas, only two hours from us. We couldn't believe she was coming to the middle of nowhere, Kansas. So we bought tickets and then and there and decided to ditch everything we had planned that day to go see Allison. We got there several hours before the venue opened, waited outside in the freezing cold for the venue to open, and were the only ones out there the entire time. Pretty sure the ticket taker thought we were insane and we probably looked like total newbies. We ended up dead center on the rail and stayed there the whole night and went crazy. I have never had bang like that in my life. Allison was literally right there. We could almost touch her. Looking back, like, little naive me had no idea what to expect or how amazing it could be. My best friend and I had the time of our lives and have crazy memories from that concert and even 
events after the show ended. It seriously changed my life and made me fall in love with this community and the music. Fast forward to five or six years later, Alyssa and I have seen Allison like four or more times since then. We even became closer with our friend Emily over our love for Alice in Wonderland, which has made the three of us pretty inseparable. We were lucky enough to see one of her Red Rocks performances last year together, and it was the most amazing BFF experience. The three of us, along with dragging our boyfriends and my sister into our EDM obsession, have been able to cross off almost all of our favorite DJs from the bucket list, with more, only more to come. So thankful I have them, Alice in Wonderland, and this community. Much love, Plur, and keep raving. That's so fucking awesome. Guys, the things we'll do for our favorite artists, am I right? And it just goes to show you how one night one moment, whatever it is, can totally change everything for you. So thank you, Portia, for sharing that story. That's awesome. Okay, the next email we have is from Evan. It says, hey, Emma, my name is Evan. And when you mentioned telling the story of the most unforgettable rave moment, my first Illenium show this past fall came to mind. I was going through a hard time and dealing with a lot of self-love and stress issues at the time. And because of it, I was not as motivated to go as I was when I bought the tickets. But nonetheless, I decided to go as if it would be my first time seeing, as it would be my first time seeing Elenium. Going into the show, I was not expecting my life to change, but I left the show full of love and the happiest I have been in an extremely long time. Not only was the set incredible, but the crowd and the people I met were the most amazing I had ever seen at a show. Right as the show began, the crowd roared with energy, and before I knew it, I was vibing with an amazing group of people and forgetting everything going on outside of that moment. Like I said, I was definitely not the happiest person going into that show, but being surrounded by an abundance of love really helped me forget about the negatives. There was a moment during Hard to Say Goodbye where one of the guys in the crowd reached his hand out to me and held my hand over the crowd for the entire song. While it might seem like something simple, knowing that even though I had never met any of the people in that crowd, I felt like everyone was my best friend and made me feel more loved than ever before. Knowing I was loved by that crowd of people that night helped me out of the sadness and really served as a point to appreciate the life I live and love myself. For me, that moment is something I'll never, ever forget, and it really served as one of the best moments of 2019 for me. Thanks for allowing me to share this. If I included every memorable moment from festivals, I would never stop talking. Love you, Emma. That is so fucking beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Evan. It really is true, though. Like, whatever you're going through whatever you're feeling right now like this moment is temporary it's not permanent like there are going to be better things coming for you and this is a perfect example of like put yourself out there go to the show go to the festival even if it's alone meet new people make new friends like you definitely are not alone in this world and there are just so many people to connect with in moments like this that like make you feel so alive so I really love that and thank you so much for sharing your story Alrighty, we have a forest story up next. I was waiting for one of these to come in. Okay, this says, This beautiful moment happened at Electric Forest 2018 Weekend 1. It was day three of forest, and usually by this day of being there, your heart is filled to the brim with love and happiness because forest is just absolute magic like that. Myself and majority of my group camp, about 15 of us, were up on the platforms of the observatory seeing Casbo. We were dancing, smiling, loving the vibes all around us. At one point, me and a few others were just hugging and dancing, and then a few seconds later, another friend joins us, then another, then another, then another. Every every time somebody would add on, we would all cheer. At this point, we had organically formed the most massive, wholesome group hug, and not just with our friends, but with other people around us. We let out another big cheer, and then all of a sudden, one person in our group hugged, hugged, yelled out at the top of their lungs, happy forest, and then every single one of us replied at the top of our lungs, happy forest. It was the most beautiful, genuine, organic, happiest moment of the entire weekend. A month 
sometime after Forest, I was scrolling through my news feed on Facebook and I found myself reading a post of one of the Electric Forest Facebook groups. Here's the post. Oh my god, okay, so it's from a guy named Joel. It says, okay, so I'm ugly crying, but I have to share this moment with the fam. So I was looking through my videos and found the set of Casbo and tears just started running down my face. I had a moment with the song. I cried when he played this because it brought back so many memories and with someone I was in a dark place with. Then I got the sense of feeling alone for a moment quicker than I thought I, the forest provided. I remember four random people coming up to me. They formed a circle as we all hugged and didn't let go. I almost felt like I was in heaven. Then more people joined the circle and we all just hugged and danced in a big group. Everyone seemed so happy. I can't explain the feeling and the happiness that filled me up in that moment. And then then I remember why I love forest so much and that's what it's all about. Love seeing you guys. You are such a reminder for me to just keep swimming. The person said, immediately I knew he was part of the group hug. I reached out to him to let him know that was my group of friends. We were the ones that started it. And it turns out he was one that screamed happy forest at the end of the group hug. It makes me feel so happy that something like this has really impacted others in a beautiful way. After the forest, our group has grown, gotten closer, and the love is even bigger than ever. Emma, I'm super excited for you to feel the love and magic of the forest. See you there. And that's from Marinelle. Oh my God, I can't wait. That was so fucking beautiful. Okay, so this next one is from Jennifer. It's an EC memory. It says, my first unforgettable moment was when I watched Above and Beyond for the first time at EDC Orlando 2016. It was my first huge festival and all my friends kept talking about Above and Beyond and I never listened to their music before. That night it was raining and everyone was just getting completely soaked. My Ray fam and I refused to find shelter because they did not want to lose our spot. But when they went on stage, everyone forgot about the rain. Since it was my first time listening to them, I didn't know what song it was. But when they played their first song, tears were just rolling down my face. And everyone in my rave fam noticed and started wiping away my tears. And we all just had a huge, giant group hug. It was at that moment that I realized these people are beyond my forever family. And it was in that moment that I also fell in love with Above and Beyond from Jennifer Rodriguez. Guys, I can't even express to you the fucking magic of Above and Beyond. They're just so good. They're good for the soul. Let me just tell you, not only are their sets like fire and fun and high energy, but it just hits different. Okay, this one is from Josh. It says, hey, I've been listening to the podcast since episode one. What is up, Josh? You are a fucking real one. Thank you for being here. He said, so I've always been painfully shy and socially awkward, and it's been affecting my life. Last year, my best friend Sophie took me to my first festival, Beyond Wonderland. I grew up mostly on rock music, but I've listened to a little bit of everything. I had never been to an EDM festival, just festivals like Warp Tour. We had VIP, so we were on the opposite side of the rail with the step. Sophie gave me half a press pill, and it was my first time rolling. I felt like... I felt right when Rez started her set. Oh, God. My body felt warm, so I took off my shirt, and I was wearing a black leather choker. I got on the step and started dancing. I had never heard Rez before. The music felt so good. I felt confident, and for the rest of the night, my insecurities went away. Sophie told me, welcome to my world. I kept dancing and taking photos. Then I looked back at Sophie and told her I loved her, and she said it back. I love EDM now. I'm coming out of my shell more. Rez's music totally resonated with my soul. She changed my life. Thank you, Emma, for being a positive influence for us newcomers. Oh my god, you guys are so cute. That is hysterical because I said the complete opposite about Rez. <laughs> but this is what I mean. It just totally depends on the mood you're in. But that's really funny. I feel like that first time for everyone is kind of like mind-blowing and life-changing. But yeah, welcome to the world. It's a fun time. <laughs> okay, this one is from Cassie. She said, hey, my most unforgettable festival moment was during Base Canyon. Ooh, we got 
all these different festivals you guys she said i was having a bad month my ex and i had just broke up i moved out on my own and i was in between jobs i live in vegas and my rave family lives in seattle it was a month before base canyon and my rave fam surprised me and bought my base canyon ticket for me it was my first camping festival and i was a little bit anxious because my ex was still a part of the rave fam i got picked up from the airport and we drove to the gorge It was a bit awkward at first, but we all got ready and settled in before going to the festival. It was during sunset when I separated from my rave group to use a porta potty, which was up on the hill from the stage. As I made my way back, I looked out at the gorge and how beautiful it was, and I felt at peace. It was at a beautiful venue surrounded by music and vibrant people. What I loved the most was when I met back up with my rave fam, I was welcomed by everyone. I was there with all the most important people in my life, dancing and laughing. Also, my ex and I both exchanged candy that said, I forgive you. So it was a bittersweet closure to everything. Oh my God, I just got tears in my eyes. That is fucking emotional. Anyway, that was it. I'm sure there's more to come. Thank you so much for creating content about raves. I used to be so self-conscious about raving, but I love watching your videos and seeing you grow as a content creator. Love, Cassie. Thank you so much, Cassie. Guys, we have a whole fucking rave fam out there. Let me just tell you, do not feel insecure about your hobbies and your passions. That's one thing I've realized. Like you will find your circle elsewhere and there's so many of us out there who like love it so much. So we definitely do have a big, big family here all over the world. Um, okay, this next email is from Mary Elizabeth. It says, I just want to let you know I look up to you so much and I've so enjoyed watching your success over the last couple of years. You deserve every tiny bit of it and more. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, She said, so my unforgettable story happened at the most recent EDC Orlando. My boyfriend and I are long distance. He's usually very busy in optometry school and I work full time. So it's hard to find a lot of time together, but he's my rave bay. So of course, EDC Orlando was on our list. The plan was originally for him to attend only one day because he had a huge exam right after EDC. So although I was sad he had to leave early, I was glad he could at least make it for part of the weekend. Fast forward to rehab set at Kinetic Field. Pure happy music, am I right? Where our whole rave fan was dancing together, having a great time. All of a sudden, he gathers me and all of our closest friends in a group and tells us he got his exam moved and he's staying the entire weekend. I was shocked, literally happy crying and hugging him while all of our friends rushed around us to give us a huge group hug. We then proceeded to have the best weekend ever and I will never forget that rush of pure happiness when he surprised us all. He and I are kind of rave mom and rave dad of the group so the weekend truly felt complete with him there. Love you lots and hope to see you at EDC Orlando. That is awesome. Kudos to him for doing that and being a thoughtful boyfriend. That is really incredible. Guys, there are so much, so many emails. I'm not even halfway through. I'm like debating if I do a second part of this but I think I'm just going to push through and this is just going to be a really long email my throat is dying okay this one is from christine uh it says this was during edc 2018 my all-time favorite dj is elenium and i remember he was playing on saturday around midnight at cosmic meadow i was afraid i couldn't make it to his set because of my brother's graduation i'd be driving from california to vegas so time i was on a time crunch literally my mission was to book it to see elenium after his ceremony was done i remember being on my way to vegas praying i would make it there I arrived to the festival. It was already midnight and Elenium was going on soon. My friend and I run in after going through security. We hear Elenium opening his set and I literally just started crying. I made it and it was honestly the best set I've ever heard from him. Seeing his live set with Set the Sky and Piano and Dabbing on Guitar was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. It was so memorable to me because Elenium has gotten me through difficult times and seeing his set was such an uplifting feeling. My friends thought I wasn't going to be able to book it there in time, but I proved them wrong. I was seriously so determined to get to EDC. 
Also, the next day I experienced being on the rails for my first time. I got to see Dash Berlin and Seven Lions at Kinetic Field. And it was honestly the best feeling to be at the front seeing your favorite DJs do what they love to do. I honestly could not stop smiling during both of their sets and I couldn't picture anything better than that. She also said, experiences like this are the reason why I love EDC even more. It's hard to put into words why I love it, but I'm pretty sure you understand where I'm coming from since EDC is your favorite festival as well. Thank you for reading my story, Christine Sampson, and it's at underscore Christine Joyce. I'm glad you made it for Elenium. That was an awesome set too. Okay, so we have another one. This is from Matilda. It says, hey, Emma, my most special and unforgettable festival moment is by no doubt when me and my boyfriend saw Oliver Heldens at Creamfields last summer. Oh, I'm already jealous of this story. It was my first real music festival, and I will never forget when Oliver Heldens played my favorite tracks in the noon and everybody was so happy and sang along. I can't describe the feeling correctly, but I have a video on my Instagram, which I will link to you. In the second video, you will see what I mean. I don't know how many times I've looked back on those videos and just felt warm inside my heart. I remember that I was really happy and all the stress that I deal with on my daily life just disappeared for a second. I'm going to watch Oliver play again this summer at Tomorrowland, so I'm really looking forward to it. Wishing you a great day and keep up the hard work through your podcast. From Matilda at Matilda Thiven. Oh my God, I love a good Oliver Hilden story. You know, guys, he's my favorite. Okay, so the next one is from Anna Blanco. It says, hey there, I'm Anna from Miami, Florida, and I'd like to share my favorite festival memory. I've been going to EDC Orlando every year since 2013 and have yet to have this feeling. So this past year, I went by myself. I drove up on the last day of the festival super late because I was hungover from seeing Prita the night before in my hometown. Honest to God, I felt like it was not even the right mind driving up so late if I was only going to catch three to four hours of EEC, but I decided to do it anyway. One speeding ticket later, I get there. I have my VIP band on and I walk in with my vodka. I see a couple of my favorite DJs and finally Eric Prids comes on. Needless to say, it was amazing up until I realized I hadn't eaten all day. So I leave the crowd and I go get some mac and cheese. It gets better. I'm gobbling up my food and I hear it. Opus. Have you ever danced your heart out while eating some fire mac and cheese? Dude, try it. I felt my soul leave my body, and in that moment all alone, I was the happiest I have ever been in a long time. The end from Anna. <laughs> I love that. That's not where I saw the story going at all. Opus, though, at the end of Eric Pridset was fucking fire. I It would have been even better if I had mac and cheese, so I agree with you. Okay, this next one says, My most unforgettable rave moment was my first big rave at EDC Las Vegas 2017. In January 2017 was one of my best friends had gone to EDC the year prior with his ex-boyfriend and said, let's go to EDC this year. I was kind of nervous because I had only started attending EDM shows again a few months prior, but I decided why not. I needed to get out of my comfort zone and to escape to get my mind off things. 2016 was a rough year for me because I had my heart broken and ended some friendships amongst other things. Also, one month prior to EDC Las Vegas, I found out I was going to be laid off from my job that I loved. Although I was sad, I decided I was going to go out with a bang by attending EDC, which I didn't realize would also jumpstart a new chapter in my life. My first EDC was magical. Seeing Kinetic Gaia in person was just breathtaking. Being there made me feel like everything in my life was going to work out. 
The people were amazing. I discovered a bunch of new artists I never heard before. I discovered my now favorite DJ, Allison in Wonderland, after her epic Cosmic Meadow set. I hadn't even heard of her prior to attending EDC. I remember my friends and I just going to take a break on the grass while she was playing, and I asked my friend, who the fuck is this? I've seen her nine times live since then. I also got my first light show at her set. I remember seeing a girl take off her platform shoes during Armin Van Buren's set at Kinetic Field and drink alcohol from it. The chick was badass and I had to trade candy with her. I remember feeling overheated on Sunday when it said it was 104 degrees at night and resting in the cooling air with multiple people asking me if I was okay and offering me water and snacks. So many memories to list. EDC Las Vegas was the start to my love for raves and also the start of my new life. Attending EDC Las Vegas was one of the best decisions I've ever made and it's just what I needed at the low time in my life. Being part of the rave community has made me feel more happy, confident, and welcome. Since then, I have attended over 20 festivals and shows, and my life has never been more fun. I feel lucky to say that this year will be my fourth EDC. I firmly believe that the best revenge on people who wronged you is to just move on and enjoy your life. I feel lucky to say I have. I've met so many kind people and made so many friendships that I see myself raving for many more years to come, and I'm 35 years old now. So anyone saying you're too old, no, you're not. Keep it up, Emma. I always look forward to your YouTube videos and podcasts. Been watching them since 2017. Sincerely, the guy who gave you the I Love Trader Joe's candy last EDC, Lewis. I remember you, and that was one of the best moments ever, guys. I fucking love my Trader Joe's. (laughs) And he made me a Trader Joe's candy and came to the EDC meetup. Thank you so much again for that. Truly a memorable moment. And I loved all these stories. I'm so happy for you. That's fucking awesome. Okay, you guys, I'm going to pick one more because there are genuinely like 20 more emails and my throat is actually dying. So we're going to do a round two of this, which is perfect because there are a couple series on the podcast, which includes um, the my most embarrassing rave moments, which will be making a comeback. And then this is going to be another one um, because you guys are just incredible and send in so many emails. So I'm going to pick one more and then anybody else who sent them in, it will be read on an upcoming episode in the future, I swear. Okay. And thank you all for writing in. It's like genuinely the most incredible thing ever. This one is from Christy. It says, hey, Emma, hopefully you're still taking submissions for the podcast. My most memorable and unforgettable rave moment might be a little bit different than most. And that's what I love about about sharing with you. You really showcase the great diversity in this community. Many years ago, I finally convinced my sister to go to our first rave together. Previously, I had been going to random shows and dragging my friends along since they aren't huge fans of EDM. We decided to go big, like huge. We decided to go to EDC Las Vegas for our first rave. This was back when it was held in June and the night time temperatures were 85 plus. Girl, they were like 100 degrees plus. It was fucking brutal. I've always been a sober raver, and I never judge those who tend who choose not to be sober while raving. While at Circuit Grounds, it was around 3 a.m., I see this girl completely grounded. None of her friends seemed to be around. No one was really paying attention to her. She didn't look good. The poor girl was so hot, had no water, and seemed to be intoxicated. I'm not sure of what. I stopped in my tracks to make sure she was okay. I asked her if she was okay, and she shook her head. I asked if she had any water or knew where her friends were. She shook her head again and pointed to a group of four to five people who were dancing without a care in the world. I took my water backpack off and let her drink as much water as she needed. I told my sister to get one of her friends, and we just sat with her until her friends came over to take care of her. This was the moment I knew I was a rave mom. No matter what, I will always be aware of all the people around me, and I will help anyone in need. No judgment. If I can help even one person from a bad trip, being alone, or getting lost in a crowd, I have done my job as a rave mom. 
I know this isn't a story of a life-changing set or seeing a DJ's last set before retirement, but it's a story of why I continue to rave and save lives. Thank you again for having great topics about our community. See you at Forest, Christy. Christy, that is arguably one of the best unforgettable moments. And thank you so much for doing that and being there for other people in the community. We 100% need people like you. All right, guys, I'm going to take one last break here and then I will be back with EDM news and our song recommendations of the week. Okay, you guys, we have a lot to go over. (laughs) There's just been so much happening in the news. Um, Okay, where do I want to start? So Lost Lands tickets sold very fast. Absolutely not surprised about that, like, at all. But um, I'm pretty sure at this point that I'm recording, the first three GA tiers are sold out. VIP is sold out completely. And a lot of the tiers of, like, early entry and early arrival are sold out. So if any of you guys are thinking about going to Lost Lands this year, I would seriously consider buying your tickets soon, which I'm not surprised it's grown in popularity because, like, it's just the top bass and dubstep bass festival. But that's kind of crazy. Spring Awakening is back. We've heard from them. Their Twitter, their feisty little Twitter feed is back. Um, Just clapping back at people. But this is what we know so far. It is happening June 12th to the 14th at Union Park in Chicago. From what I've read, this is a venue change. And people are saying it's a smaller venue than what it was in the past. So very curious to see what happens there. Um, The festival had just been acquired by Live by Live. So we knew changes were coming. I wasn't even sure if it was going to happen this year. I was like, maybe they're not. Because this is very late to announce a festival like that close. But anyway, um, tickets aren't on sale yet or anything, so I'll keep you guys posted. I originally was interested. I've always wanted to go to Spring Awakening, but because this was announced so last minute, I it's too close to Electric Forest, so I don't think I'm going to go. But hopefully, you know, they work out any kinks this year and next year it'll be good. Um, in other news, Base Canyon announced that there is going to be an excision back-to-back Elenium set, which has a lot of fans of both of them very excited. Some people don't like Elenium and they hate on this, but honestly, that was a smart move on there. We have to announce that because uh, tickets go on sale this week. I think it's today. Tickets might go on sale today. So again, act fast if you're a fan of Base Canyon. The Phoenix Lights lineup was just dropped. I'm actually going to read who it was because there were some of my favorite artists on there and it was a pretty stacked lineup. Um, This one is happening August, oh, not August, April 3rd and the 4th at the park at Wild Horse Pass. Some major headliners here, Afrojack, Alesso, who else is good? Ben Bomer, Borgor, Dak Daniels I really like. You have Dion Timmer, Dr. Fresh, Ephraim, Eptic, Griffin, Kazo, Lucy, MK, ooh, MK, Nightmare, Peekaboo, who else? Seven Lions is on this bitch, Solardo, Walker and Royce, and Wax Motif. Oh my god, this lineup's like kind of fire. Uh, so it's a little bit of mix. You got some bass in there, you got some house, you got some trance. Well, not really trance, maybe some side trance, bass house, all kinds of fun stuff, some dubstep. Cool. So that's a fun mix if anybody's interested in that. I am selling tickets to Phoenix Lights. I think they're 5 or $10 off. So DM me if you guys want tickets. And what else? The Chainsmokers announced that they are taking a step back from music. So this is what I want to say. Not from music. I'm sorry. From social media. They posted this on Instagram. It says, hey, everybody, we're going to be taking some time off to create our next chapter in music. We have never been more inspired and are already hard at work on the Chainsmokers 4. 
we, what we are going to take a break from social media minus a few obligations to give it the attention it needs. We hope you miss us. We will all miss you. We'll be around in real life if you know where to find us. Don't be shy and say hello if you see us. If not, we'll be back soon-ish. But other than that, next time you see our faces on here will probably be when we're ready to announce the Chainsmokers album four. Time for album mode. So I'm excited to see what they do. I don't know. Some of their albums have been hit or miss, but there's always some really classic incredible songs so I'm excited for that and I think that's all I have my I'm starting to get a little loopy here (laughs) and I'm losing my voice um the last thing I want to mention is my song recommendations of the week so the two bangers that I've been listening to well not really bangers the first one's a banger made in France which is a song with Chami Mala Mercer DJ Snake all of our French DJs we know and love the wax motif remix Ooh, bitch, hot fire flames. If you want to like go out and pregame and party and get hype, have a good time, Made in France, Wax Motif remix. Other song I'm completely and utterly obsessed with, gives me the feels, can't stop playing it, is the new song from Seven Lions, Only Now. You guys, anytime he releases something, I die. But this is like, I cannot wait to see this performed live. I'm going to get chills at OBW when I see him. So those two are big ones that I'm excited about. And in case any of you guys didn't know, every Friday on my Instagram stories, I do New Music Friday and I create a corresponding playlist for the month. So February just ended. I have all my February New Music Friday picks in a playlist on my Spotify channel. I'm going to be starting March this Friday. So stay tuned for that and follow me on Instagram at Capotis if you guys want to stay tuned with all that stuff. And I think that's it. We're at the end of the episode here, you guys. Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, We will definitely be having a part two because I want to get through the rest of everybody else's emails here. If you guys don't mind, in exchange for listening to this podcast for free, I would love it if you guys would please subscribe and follow. Please make this your Instagram stories today. Tag me on Twitter at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. Share a link with your rave fam. Tag your favorite DJ in this. I'd love to interview some people. That'd be really cool. And of course, rate and review on iTunes if I didn't already say that. I'm losing my marbles. Okay, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, again, send in submissions for Listener of the Week uh, for ground control and festival volunteers and for my parents who rave. I want to hear from you guys. So email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's all I've got for you. I hope you guys have seriously an awesome week. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. I truly appreciate you guys. And thank you so much for supporting everything I do. I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode, you guys. Peace. Peace.